You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking with Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the Fan Side Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up shortly later in this episode. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today, Going to talk about the Ben Simmons, the continuation of the Ben Simmons rumor. More fuel added to that fire by Darren Doogie Wolfson of KSTP and Score North on Monday. So going to talk a little bit about that. And I guess now, because we're we're talking about it, we're we're all the way in at this point. Um, I I do want to get into a couple of of the the ideas that are floating around out out there on the NBA Twitter sphere and and Wolves Twitter. Um, What could the Wolves offer? What what could they keep off the table and still make a competitive offer? Will the Sixers even trade Ben Simmons? Um, you know, what I just want to kind of talk through a little bit of that. We'll do that uh, basically first here, um, and then I want to get into um, just a couple of Timberwolves things. Uh, a few Wolves players at the Olympics that that are going to be played for various countries at the Olympics. Of course, nobody for Team USA, but uh, there's going to be five other Wolves representing. Um, the organization overseas at to- at the Tokyo 2021 games, and then also the NBA playoffs from Monday night as well. So we'll hit all that in the show today. I do want to open with the Simmons bit here in just a moment. Um, a reminder here off the top, as always, you can follow this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. That of course includes Apple as well as Google, Spotify, and the all new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on T-Wolves and also at Beacon. That's B Beacon, two B's, two E's, C K E N. Both Twitter accounts newly verified. The blue check mark is present, and uh, that's how you know it's good. So, um, all right, let's go ahead and jump into the Ben Simmons conversation. So, if you missed it, if you haven't paid attention to Twitter or um, Wolves blogs for the last 24 ish hours, Darren Wolfson said on his podcast that the Timberwolves have interest or, or that they. I guess, well, I'll read the actual, uh, the exact quote here, if I could pull it up real quickly, um, the aggregation quoted from from his podcast. Uh, Wolfson said, I texted with somebody that knows Ben Simmons incredibly well, has working knowledge of all things NBA. My text the other day said, how badly do the Wolves want to trade for Ben Simmons? The individual sent me a text back. It was one word, quote, badly. Make no mistake, the Wolves have trade interest in Ben Simmons. Gerson Rosas is going to show, or already has, going back many months interest in Ben Simmons, end quote from the Darren Wolfson podcast. Uh, his podcast is called The Scoop, by the way. He does an outstanding job. Um, and of course, I talk about Doogie's stuff all the time on here. Um, so obviously, Wolfson knows people. He does know people in the Timberwolves organization. He knows people in, he knows plenty of people in the agency world. So this is, uh, you know, he's very well connected. This is, this is legit, uh, you know, Doogie's as good as it gets in terms of in terms of Twin Cities media and and his sources and, and everything like that and, and getting quite frankly scoops on on a bunch of different things. Um, now, is this a groundbreaking rumor? No, of course the Timberwolves want Ben Simmons, um, and this isn't to to denigrate uh, Doogie's reporting at all. It, I mean, he's just reporting what he found out, which is noteworthy. The Timberwolves not just want him, but they want him badly, very badly. Um, now. Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons is a great fit for the Timberwolves, and I want to get into that in a second. But it's not like this is any real. It's there's not even like a hey, the Wolves have made an official offer, or the Wolves have, 
you know, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how they can make this work with the cap, or they're trying to recruit a third team to take part in a trade. Like none of that's been reported. This is all, you know, it's, this is all just coming out of confirmation that yes, the wolves are interested in one of the best young defensive players and best young all around young players, but an all defensive team player who would fit with what they're trying to do extremely well. I mean, think about it this way. Let's, let's first establish the fit of Simmons with the wolves before we get into what, what they could offer, what, what a trade package could look like. Um, on its face, adding another non-shooter and potentially trading out because, you know, one or both of D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, who are the Wolves' two best non-Carl Anthony Towns shooters, would have to be traded. So you're you're at least trading one, if not two non-shooters in exchange for, or excuse me, two shooters in exchange for a non-shooter in Simmons. On its face, that sounds crazy, right? Because the Wolves need shooting. You can't give up two plus shooters for a negative shooter. Right. That makes sense. But think about it this way. Gerson Rosas, the first thing he did, first move he made as president of basketball operations in Minnesota was to trade up in the draft to select a big playmaking wing, not as big as Ben Simmons, but a big playmaking wing who could get into the paint, score in the paint, athleticism, length, but shooting was a bit of a question mark in Jarrett Culver. Now, Jarrett Culver is nothing like Ben Simmons, but... But that was the idea, right? In terms of, you know, when you put it that way, they're, they're similar profiles in terms of what you would, what they would bring to an offense. Clearly, they're light years apart. There's no comparison, and, I, and I'm obviously not trying to make that comparison. But that is the type of player that is attractive to Gerson Rosas and that would fit extremely well with Carl Anthony Towns. The fit is, is really obvious. Now, are you going to play Rubio Simmons and Anthony Edwards all together at the same time? Yeah, probably not. You don't have enough consistent outside shooting there. It doesn't matter. I mean, Jade McDaniel's at the four, okay, He's also an average outside shooter. So now Towns is your only truly plus outside shooter. You know, the, the lineups you'd have to figure out later. Um, I also, by the way, would be surprised if the Wolves ended up with Simmons, whether it's in this deal or another one, if Rubio was on the team with Simmons next year. I don't think that's very likely um, because of because of the the redundancies in terms of, or I should say the, the, the redundant, yeah, the redundancy in their weaknesses, the overlap in their weaknesses is maybe a better way to say that in terms of lack of outside shooting. So Simmons fits. There's no question about that. And it's because of the length. It's because of obviously the, the defensive chops, the ability to guard really four positions and, and in a pinch, five positions, um, the ability to be just so dynamic in the fast break to distribute with incredible length, incredible court vision, passing ability, the inside outside type stuff the Wolves could do with Towns and Simmons. I mean, it's in some ways, similar to what the Sixers do with Embiid and Simmons. Uh, the difference then would be really the Anthony Edwards piece. And that would be up to Chris Finch to figure out how does that trio work, a Simmons-Edwards-Towns trio, where you've got one minus shooter in Simmons, a a non-perimeter threat, a a massive plus offensive player in Towns, and Edwards, who's a very average outside shooter at this point in his career, but is devastating in similar ways as Simmons in terms of getting downhill, scoring in the paint, obviously not the playmaker that Simmons is, and is a more dominant isolation scorer than Simmons. I, I say similar in that Simmons does his damage in the paint, Edwards does his best damage in the paint, but clearly a higher usage player um, and, you know, not uh, different games, but overlap in terms of they're both much better when getting to the rim, handling the ball in the perimeter. Simmons more of a distributor, Edwards more of a scorer. That would be up to Finch to figure out. It obviously can work and it would work. And a team with Simmons, Towns and Edwards fill in the blank on the other guys is going to be really good. Uh, it's it's going to be a playoff team in the West, no doubt. The question is how good, what's the ceiling with the obvious shortcomings, especially with Simmons, but with all three of those guys. Um, so 
we could get into that later. I think the next thing is trying to figure out how could a trade go down. And the thing for me is, is it possible for the Wolves to acquire Ben Simmons while retaining one of D'Angelo Russell or Malik Beasley? I think the answer is yes. And I also tend to think that Gerson Rosas isn't going to make that deal, or at least he's he's not going to jump at the idea of giving up both of those guys to bring in Ben Simmons. I could be wrong. And, and it would be defensible if if he did pull the trigger on such a deal and send out both Beasley and Russell in a trade to get Ben Simmons. I, I would 100% understand that. But I tend to think he's holding out to try and, and, or he will hold out to try and make a deal where he retains one of those two guys to give, to keep enough shooting on this team, enough offensive threat on this team um, to, to, to cover for the loss of the, you know, whoever he does end up training and also for the acquisition of Simmons who doesn't shoot the ball from the outside. So I want to get into that next, What that could look like Admittedly, a lot of speculation here, but but what could a trade look like? Uh, what pieces would need to fall into place for the Timberwolves? What pieces do they have that are tradable um, to be able to try and land Ben Simmons? Before we jump into all that, though, let's talk about this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra's Player of the Week always has to embody joy, happiness, and enjoyment. Right now, that's Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks, and in the last week, uh, which I guess really is, is going back to the start of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Hawks. They had a close loss in game one, blew the Hawks up by 34 in game two, and then had another double-digit win on Sunday in game three of that series to, to come back from a 1-0 deficit. Now they have a 2-1 lead. Second game in Atlanta here coming up on uh, on Tuesday night. But over the three games in the last week, Giannis is averaging 30.7 points, 10.7 rebounds, and 6.3 assists while shooting just a hair under 60% from the field. And uh, he's outpaced, I mean, it's pretty in line with what he typically does, but he's kind of turning turning that, you know, flipping that switch once again and becoming MVP Giannis. And while he's doing it, we're seeing the joy, the happiness, the enjoyment as this multi, uh, multi-time multi MVP award winner just kind of, again, flips the switch. He's ready to go. He's ready to beat the upstart Hawks to get to the finals. And uh, again, the joy, the happiness, the enjoyment, it's all there for Giannis. It's so much fun to watch him play when he's clearly having fun. Michelob Ultra would remind you it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Giannis Attentacupo of the Milwaukee Bucks is this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. All right, let's go ahead and keep talking about Ben Simmons and potential trades that could land Ben Simmons. So I want to run through a couple that my colleague, my my fellow co-editor over at uh, DuncanWithWolves.com, Dylan Jackson, has been writing about the Ben Simmons possibility for some time now. He had written something a few days ago where he proposed that the Wolves could trade D'Angelo Russell, Jaden McDaniels, and a top 20 protected future first round pick in exchange for Ben Simmons and the sixth or second round pick this year, which is 50th overall. Um I actually think that this this could work. Um, the Sixers getting, I, I, you know, I, I don't think. I, I guess I should I should be clear. I don't think that the Sixers will be chomping at the bit to acquire D'Angelo Russell. I could be wrong. Um, and, and Rosas has alluded to. I think he's even come out and said this when he was in Houston that they really liked D'Angelo Russell in the year when he came out was drafted uh, in this the same year that Towns was. I believe number two overall, right after Towns uh, by the Lakers. And so there is that, like, you know, Maury and Rosas were there together. Maury probably likes Russell a, a fair amount, 
But I also think that Maury probably believes that he's overpaid. And in an honest moment, Rosas would probably agree that the max contract is just a little bit much for D'Angelo Russell. And I think that plus the fact that Jade McDaniels, well, an incredible prospect and really impressive and, and outperformed expectations as a rookie, those two things plus a, another first round pick doesn't help the Joel Embiid Sixers today become, you know, get over the hump in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, a Russell Embiid pairing isn't going to be better than a Simmons Embiid pairing. It just isn't. Simmons is a better player than D'Angelo Russell. So I'm not sure that the Sixers get out of bed for this one. If you're the Wolves, I also don't know that I'd be too excited to give up Jaden McDaniels. Um, I suppose Ben Simmons at that point kind of becomes your de facto four, right? I mean, he effectively plays that role um, or a decent chunk of the time on the court. He's basically a point forward, right? So you could then still play Simmons with, at that point, your only point guard on the roster is Ricky Rubio. So now you're in that problem where you've got Simmons and Rubio on the floor. Edwards is a pretty average shooter from the outside. I just don't love that trade all the way around it. It's feasible. It's not insane. It's just kind of like, eh, for everybody. So I, you know, I don't love that one. Again, this is, this is, I'm reading these from Dunkey with Wolves. This is uh, my colleague over there, Dylan Jackson. The next one is a three-team deal where he's got the Wolves getting Ben Simmons, the Sixers getting Malik Beasley, Ricky Rubio, and Jaden McDaniels, and a first-round pick from Oklahoma City, which is the Phoenix first. The Thunder would get Jarrett Culver and a Wolves second rounder. I don't know why the Thunder would do this. I'm not sure why they'd give up a first rounder to get Jarrett Culver and a second rounder. I, I I know that they're in rebuild mode, but that just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. The Sixers getting Beasley, Rubio, McDaniels in a first for Simmons isn't awful. Um, Rubio's an expiring. Beasley's two years plus an option. Jaden McDaniels has upside plus a first. And the Wolves would probably give all that up for him. Again, they're only giving up a second rounder in this deal. No firsts. They give up Beasley, Rubio, McDaniels. They are going to give up two either two out of those three and a first or, or in this scenario, three out of those, all three of those with no first. So that's not awful from the Wolves' perspective. I just don't think you get the Thunder on board. But the idea is solid. Could the Wolves land him without giving up a future first? Um, I think that that's going to be tough, but this is one way you could do it, whether the Thunder or the actual third team or it's somebody else. And then there's a really complicated one where he's got the Sixers getting Lonzo Ball in a sign-and-trade with the Pelicans, plus Jaden McDaniels, a first-rounder, from the Lakers, which is, I believe, via the Pelicans, and a first-rounder from the Wolves. The Pelicans would get D'Angelo Russell. The Wolves would get Ben Simmons. Uh, this is this makes a little bit of sense for the Pelicans. I think D'Lo fits with what they're trying to do. From the Sixers' perspective, again, this doesn't get them better now. I mean, Lonzo's fine. He's not Ben Simmons. Jaden McDaniels isn't ready now to be the you know third or fourth option on a playoff team, I don't think plus two first rounders. If if they're going to do like a, a soft rebuild and kind of rebuild on the fly, retool on the fly, like we've seen, I don't know, Portland's done this. Uh, Dallas kind of did it. They had the one bad year, I guess. Is that what the Sixers are trying to do? I don't know. I, I don't think that's Daryl Morey. I think he wants to just kind of, if he's going to trade Ben Simmons, he's going to get what he thinks is requisite value. So that one I don't love either. I, I honestly think this could be as simple as, and this is this is the most bandied about possibility. Zach Lowe uh, talked about this with Bobby Marks, the former Brooklyn GM um, or New Jersey Nets GM, I guess, on the Low Post, Zach Lowe's podcast at ESPN, which was, could the Wolves just trade Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell to the Sixers? It's pretty clean. Um, there's, there'd be a couple other things. I think the Sixers don't actually have enough tradable salaries. They've kind of got these massive salaries, small ones, and, and a couple expirings in the middle. There would almost have to be a sign and trade type element to it, 
but effectively the big parts would be Beasley and Russell for Ben Simmons. I go back to what I said earlier about Daryl Morey. I don't think he's too excited about replacing an all defensive player in Ben Simmons with a poor defensive player in D'Angelo Russell. Now, D'Lo is better this year, yeah, but he's not in the same stratosphere as Ben Simmons defensive. I don't think anybody would try and argue that. Um, and I don't think that that's something he would be too excited to do, which is why I'm now in of the belief that the Wolves could try and pull off a sign-and-trade deal where the Sixers get a point guard from somewhere else, and, and I'll list a few possible unrestricted free or upcoming unrestricted free agent point guards who could be options in Philadelphia and the Wolves could maybe get get away with only giving up Malik Beasley and maybe a pair of future firsts effectively. Maybe there's another contract thrown in there somewhere to land Ben Simmons. Uh, the way that this would have to work is the Sixers would have to find another guard that's of interest to the Wolves. Um, like uh, uh, So Kyle Lowry is an obvious one, right? He's a free agent in Toronto. There's some other guys out there. Uh, like, for instance... Um, who's the other one? Uh, Patty Mills, you know, is, is obviously not quite Kyle Lowry. Mike Conley's another one who seems, it seems pretty likely he could end up back in Utah, but Conley, Lowry, Mills would all be palatable downgrades for the Sixers at the point guard position. We know Lowry has a history with Daryl Morey. Mike Conley feels like the type of player that would work well with what Morey's trying to do. Patty Mills, um, you know, certainly getting all three of those guys are getting long in the tooth, but could be a fit there as well. The contract's going to be a little bit smaller, I think, for him. But could one of those guys come to Philadelphia in a sign-and-trade? The Wolves also send Malik Beasley to the Sixers, and there's a pair of first-round picks. So the way that I wrote it up was maybe it's Beasley and Lowry to the Sixers, Lowry coming via sign-and-trade, two first-round picks from Minnesota to Philadelphia. The Raptors get Ricky Rubio's expiring deal, or, or I should say Ricky Rubio for this next year to soak up those point guard minutes. They could flip him at the deadline or whatever if they're not good this year. Uh, but then they also have a first round pick for their trouble. So the Wolves could end up giving up at least two first round picks and maybe a protected first rounder in there somewhere as well. Uh, so the, in this scenario, the Wolves are giving up Beasley, Rubio, and at least two, if not three first round picks. I think that's reasonable from a Wolves perspective. Certainly what you're giving up, your on-court talent. I mean, Rubio doesn't fit if you have Simmons, it, not not well. And you already know you're going to give up Beasley if you're going to get Simmons, and you're going to have to be okay with that. But you retain D'Angelo Russell. And if you're the Timberwolves, a starting lineup with D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Ben Simmons, Jade McDaniels, or Juancho Hernan Gomez at the four, and Carl Anthony Towns at the five is next to unstoppable. It really would be. I mean, you've got a couple of plus defenders. You call it Simmons and McDaniels are plus defenders. If uh, if Towns can be an adequate defender and half your lineup is adequate or better, that's great on defense. All those guys, except for your four, are going to be plus offensive players um, or, or at least bring something to the table that's positive offensively. Simmons obviously isn't like a plus scorer or shooter by any stretch of the imagination, but an offense where you have the ability to play inside and out with Towns and Simmons, you have the ability to play bully ball, isolation ball with Edwards. You can run pick and roll with Simmons or with Edwards, with D'Angelo Russell. You could play D'Lo off the ball all the time if you want to. He could initiate with the second unit if you want. You could kind of stagger those minutes between Edwards, Russell, and Simmons. The possibilities are endless. And Chris Finch would have a field day with that lineup. It's so it's so exciting to think about that. Obviously not easy to pull off. The Sixers would have to play ball. Um, and, and they'd have to be pretty motivated to move on for Ben Simmons. Now, the reason why this is such a hot topic, obviously, is they sounded like they were pretty beyond open to the idea in the wake of their playoff exit, their unceremonious playoff exit, the way that Simmons closed out that series. 
and I, obviously, you know, uh, cooler heads may prevail. And Simmons just announced, I think this was just on Tuesday that, or excuse me, Monday, that he would not be playing for, for Australia or Australia announced he would not be playing for their Olympic team. He was focusing on his individual skills development. Um, everybody knows he's got him. He's got to bring something to the table in terms of his shooter at the very least his free throw shooting ability. Those are all things the wolves could work through because of his defensive chops. And that's another reason why I think it's very important to retain one of Beasley or Russell. I think Beasley is the more attractive asset to the Sixers and to anybody else in the league because of his contract and the way that he's able to score without dominating the ball. Um, he is such a good catch and shoot player, transition player. And, uh, I think he could be effective without the ball in his hands, you know, often, right? He's not going to beat the ball into the floor to be effective, which is what D'Lo does offensively. Um, but he's also a good catch and shoot player. And I think that could work with Simmons, with Towns, with Edwards. I think D'Lo as your other offensive player could work. Um, and there, there'd be some challenges there, to be clear. The only other possibility, and I don't think this is going to happen, but the Wolves probably start the conversation here, would be Beasley plus Rubio and a couple of picks to the Sixers, if things are really bad and they somehow don't get enough, you know, great. I just think they'll get a better offer than Beasley Rubio, two first round picks. But that's probably where Gerson Rosa starts the conversation to his former boss, Daryl Morey. And it, it progresses from there. And, and ultimately, if this is going to happen, I feel like it's going to have to be a three team deal with like a sign and trade in the mix. Um, that's where I'm at with this. Um, there's plenty more to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this with some of my guests upcoming. I mentioned this on Monday's show, but I'm going to talk to a couple of guys from Canis Hoopus, some other blogs as well. And this will be a, kind of a recurring theme, an ongoing thread throughout the offseason. But no draft picks. I mean, the idea of getting a Ben Simmons is is um, is is certainly worth talking about. And there are plenty of different combinations and uh, scenarios in which Ben Simmons could end up in a Timberwolves uniform. And, and believe me, we're going to talk about every single one of those possibilities. Before we get into the NBA playoffs, as well as a little bit of Timberwolves news, some some light Timberwolves news here, next segment, let's talk about our great friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's also talk about rockauto.com. This episode's brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the person at the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com both at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are always reliably low. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solutions to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
All right, let's talk some quick Timberwolves news. There are five Timberwolves, members of the Timberwolves, who will be participating in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, more accurately, the 2021 Tokyo Olympics this summer. Uh, Josh Akogi will be representing Nigeria for the first time in Olympic play. Of course, both Juancho Hernan Gomez and Ricky Rubio will be representing Spain. Rubio has been on the Spanish Olympic team now for, I think 2008 was the the gold medal game against the U.S. Yeah, it was 08 when he was 17. He was the youngest player to appear in a gold medal game. That was back in 08. He's been on the Olympic team since. Hernan Gomez has played for the Spanish national team, but not at the Olympics yet. Leandro Bolmero, who will be the de facto, well, no, I mean, he literally will be a rookie when he comes over to the NBA, but he will be the substitute for not having a draft pick this year. Bolmero will be playing for Argentina and Pablo Prigioni will be an assistant coach for the Argentinian national team. So four players and a coach. It's the most, uh, this is now according to the Timberwolves, Timberwolves PR statement from Monday. The four players headed to Tokyo mark the most the Timberwolves have sent to a sim- single Olympic game. They sent three in 2012 and three in 1992, which I would not have expected. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be good to see Nigeria compete uh, in the Olympic games that, that they made the tournament, which is great. Spain is always fun to watch, whether there's Timberwolves players or not. Um, so that, that'll that be uh, must-see basketball as well. And then, of course, Balmero. Everyone's going to want to see Leandro Balmero play for Argent- Argentina. And um, so our eyes will be on him. And, and I'll, of course, talk about, as we get into your few weeks away still, but certainly talk Olympic games throughout the the tournament. And anytime there's a Timberwolves player that plays, we'll talk about the the key takeaways from those games. Um and Bomero will be the one, of course, that is most of most interest, I would think, to Timberwolves fans. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the lone NBA playoff game from Monday night. Um, and of course, anytime we talk about the playoffs here at Lockdown Wolves, that's brought to us by Michelob Ultra. The road to the finals is brought to us by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So the only game on Monday evening was Clippers-Suns. This was game five. The Suns had a chance to wrap this thing up. Unfortunately for them, though, the Clippers, they didn't control the whole game. They kind of pulled away in the second half. Reggie Jackson just went off. Paul George had his, I think this was a playoff career high, 41 points. So that's the like the headline. But Reggie Jackson was huge down the stretch as the Suns were within a possession. And Jackson hit a big three. He had a steal and a breakaway dunk. Um, had 23 points on 14 shots, four of seven on threes. To me, he was the storyline in this game. Uh, Reggie Jackson, who's had now more more 20 plus point games in the playoffs than he did all regular season. And he's on a veteran minimum contract. He's about to get paid and frankly overpaid by somebody this offseason. Paul George was fantastic. 41 points, 15 to 20 shooting, just insane. 75% on 20 shots, three of six outside the arc, which means that do the math. He was 12 of 14 inside the arc. Crazy. 13 rebounds, six assists, three steals. He did have six turnovers, but Paul George was great. Uh, Devin Booker had 31 on 22 shots. Chris Paul had 22 and eight for the Suns. DeAndre Ayton only had 10 points. He had 11 rebounds. And they did get 14 points off the bench from rookie camp, or excuse me, not rookie. Second year player, Cam Johnson. Uh, of course, the player the Suns took with the pick they got from the Wolves after the Wolves traded up. Uh, they traded Dario Saric and their pick to the Suns to trade up and get Jarrett Culver. Uh, but Cam Johnson had 14 off the bench in this one, five of six shooting. Um, but again, I mean, Reggie Jackson down the stretch, Paul George throughout, that was kind of the story. And it's now a 3-2 series. Uh, you know, Chris Paul talked about his experience with 3-1 series before this, um, before this game. And I mean, it's just one game. Suns still just need one to put him away. 
no real news on Kawhi Leonard returning, uh, but who knows? Uh, you know, the Suns don't want to play around with this. They, they need to put it away as fast as they can if they want to uh, continue and move on here. Uh, and then the, the game on Tuesday night will be game four of Milwaukee and Atlanta. Milwaukee's up two games to one in that series. That's a 7.30 tip on TNT. We'll talk about it on Wednesday. And then, of course, any other Ben Simmons-related news that breaks, or Ben Simmons-related rumors, I should say. We're firmly in rumor season. We're going to lean into that. Uh, this is legit. I mean, the Wolves are interested in Ben Simmons. The Sixers are interested in listening. It certainly seems to offers for Ben Simmons. Is it likely the Wolves get him? No. Is it likely they get him without trading both Beasley and D'Angelo Russell if they were to get him? No. Is it possible? Yes. And I think it's worth talking through all the different angles. So we're going to keep doing that. And anything else that crops up, we'll, of course, talk about it uh, here at Lockdown Wolves. And stay tuned. We're going to record another Minnesota Lockdown Minnesota Sports Roundtable this week as well. So that's upcoming. And then I alluded to earlier some guests that I have uh, will be recording this week as well. So be sure if you're not already following or if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, you can follow anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course, the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on our verified Twitter account, at Lockdown T-Wolves, and at B-Beacon, which is two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. Of course, Lockdown Wolves is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. The Lockdown Podcast Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories, a reminder that today's episode is brought to us by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. That's all we have for you today. Thanks once again for listening. My name is Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.